Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with Aaron Keller, as usual. Why do I say your name is so weird? (laughs) (laughs) And then we also have joining us today, it's very exciting, we're welcoming Nova Simpson. You are the mitigation, wildlife mitigation specialist, I got it, with NDOT. Nevada Department of Transportation. So welcome, Nova. Thanks for driving up here from Carson City. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. And then we also have, who's he's been in this room before and done podcasts with us before, um, wildlife staff specialist, Mike Cox. So thank thank you, you, Ashley. (laughs) So the reason we have both of you today is because we recently received, I think it was, it was within the last two weeks, the uh, Federal Highway Administration Environmental Excellence Award for 2019. So this is pretty exciting. And can one of you explain how we got this award? Nova, go ahead. Sure. Um, So every other year, they put out a call for proposals for um, Environmental Excellence Awards. And so you have to write up based off specifications that they give you um, different projects that have been completed within the last year of what um, projects might be really uh, environmentally sustainable or have some big impact to the environment. And so we've been working on these wildlife crossings for about the last decade, but we finished up the final leg of that. And so I was able to put together an application on NDOT and NDOW's behalf and submit that. And they apparently received over 150 applications and we received one of 11. So just to clarify, so it's the wildlife crossings that our two agencies, NDOT and NDOW, have been collaborating Mm -hmm. on. That's awesome. Out of 150 yeah, yeah, that's pretty great, I thought. And so we received the award officially last uh, two weeks ago in Minneapolis. Nice. Very did you attend? I did. You did? I did. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, they'll be sending out the formal plaques in a couple of weeks. Very, very cool. Yeah, so for anyone that's listening, can you explain kind of what a wildlife crossing is? We'll just kind of start from the beginning. and. Good, good idea. Yeah, absolutely. So wildlife crossing is either a bridge or a tunnel um, that goes either above or under the roadway to help animals pass um, around the road uh, that's become a barrier for wildlife movement, but also keeping them out of the way of um, traffic and motorists, creating a safe crossing location for them. Okay. And then, so where are these ones that are, because we have many around the state, is that correct? Correct. So 10 years ago, we had none, um, but we built our very first one back in 2010. And that was in this this grouping of crossings that we submitted. And so this particular area was out in Elko County that we submitted for this award. And it goes over US 93 um, up north of Wells, as well as Interstate 80 to the east of Wells. And it addresses a migratory um, pathway of mule deer. So there's multiple locations where the animals cross over US 93 and Interstate 80. So we had to tackle it in numerous projects. So we started in 2010 and just finished last year in 2018. But now there's five overpasses and 
gosh. <laughs> several underpasses. Sev- yeah, several underpasses, and we utilized some existing structures and had to um, put in some new structures, um, but and then over 60 miles of fencing on both sides of the road to funnel the animals to those structures. Um, but overall now we've, we've completed that migration and felt like we've hit the, the priority areas. And, and for our sportsmen listening, it's our Area 7 mule deer herd. Okay, that has some of our longest migration um, distances, over 100 miles, every spring, every fall. And they do it like clockwork. Um, they'll leave uh, their summer range when it's maybe 70 degrees. But they don't know when the snow is going to hit. So they leave late October, almost like clockwork. And so I guess how, for me, just how do you pick where these go? Well, back in the day, um, back in the day. when I started collaborating and sitting down with the engineers with NDOT, which was 2006, I had to go back through my notes. My memory wow. doesn't go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not that far. But yet, so it was three, four years we were talking about the need, where, and we had a lot of um, animal vehicle collision data. Okay. Um, it wasn't being collected. Um, too detailed, but we had enough information from the road crews, NDOT road crews, our own biologists. But then we, um, to secure everyone's support and get confidence, we uh, deployed several GPS collars, satellite collars on mule deer does. Um, and we confirmed that this is where they wanted to cross. Um, there was some other alternate sites, but, uh, you know, we'd had thousands of animals. So, so with that information, we went back to NDOT and uh, we we decided that the, this was the best spot. And then the engineers got involved in terms of the terrain and other things came into play. And, and you know, we started humbly on Highway 93, just a two-lane highway, mm-hmm. knowing that money was going to be an issue and we needed to show success. And so back... Ten years ago, Nova was a graduate student at okay. University of Nevada, Reno, and Endow uh, collaborated with her and her major professor, Dr. Kelly Stewart. And not only was it important to build the first one where it was going to get used, was to document its mm-hmm. use. And that's what Nova's master's degree was all about, was looking at the, the site selection, the behavior of the mule deer as they approach, and then the numbers of mule deer that, that used them the first year, the second year, the third year. So, and it, it, that has now been dovetailed into the greater successes that we've seen and that she's spearheaded now working for Nevada Department That's of Wildlife so cool. or D- Transportation after getting your master's. What a great story. Yeah. yeah. It's been fun to be a part of it from beginning and to, you know. Carrying it on. I yeah. Mean, not only yeah. were you a part of it, but you started as a, you were a graduate Four, student. Yeah, ground <laughs> level. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and then and the, the great <laughs> message was um, the first fall, it was fall of 2010, we had the 10-mile um, summit overpass was open. We had fencing to funnel the animals. So it's a it's a natural land bridge 
uh, that the deer were using to get across Highway 93, just 10 miles north of Wells. And NOVA documented 3,000 mule deer t using it the first fall, which was incredible. Yeah. When I tell people that, they like, found it. no way, <laughs> that many? It's like, yeah. Right. I'm glad he remembers that. I don't even remember like, how many right? I documented. Yeah. He yeah. went over his notes well. <laughs> so, but these, I mean, they don't, they don't just end up somewhere by accident, right? Lots of time, lots of effort goes into picking the right spot, making sure everybody's, you know, good with where they're going. And now you guys have started building off of that success off Highway 93. Yeah, there was a lot of adjustments that um, the local uh, NDOT, engineers out of Elko were doing uh, there's jump outs um, that if if we happen to get animals into the roadway because there's always the end of the fence mm -hmm. uh, Nova talked about 60 miles of fence which is a lot and we we need that that fencing to funnel the animals but there's always the end of the fence so there was a lot of redesigning um, passionate engineers passionate biologists were involved with this and it's been a labor of love, I think, for those that have been involved, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the ones that have been involved have um, really enjoyed the process, too, and, and seeing it come from those first few years. And, and we've modified the different way we've approached designs and some of those fencing features. And, and I'd like to think we've got it dialed in now, but, um, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Nothing's ever going to be perfect system. You know, there's always going to be animals that, you know, come around the fence end or, or get trapped. But seems like as soon as we're done with the project now, that number is very few and far between. Right. Um, so like once we've got done with Pequop Summit, which is the most recent one on interstate, 80 um to my knowledge we've only had a couple of carcass collections and we that's haven't had any crash really records so that's um, great that's yeah, what i exciting. wanted to get into too it's not only helping these populations but it's it's a safety for the drivers uh, eventually it's, it's going to be a fatality and i think the biggest problem you correct me if i'm wrong nova is is not necessarily hitting a deer it's swerving to miss the, the herd of deer Absolutely. And so from the Department of Transportation, you know, we're not a wildlife agency. So our main mission is a safe transportation um, system. So we're in it for mainly to look at the driver safety component. For us, it's a bonus to have that ecological um, improvements mm -hmm. by creating these beautiful corridors and, and ways to help the, the wildlife pass over it, um, as well as being a good steward of the, the lands that we, you know, we're disrupting with our roadways. So you know, we look, try to look at it a variety of ways, but safety is our primary component. And when we look at some of these areas where we're putting these um, mitigation measures such as fencing and crossing structures, we actually do have some human fatalities that have occurred. But when human fatalities, unfortunately, they can't tell us why they swerved off the road or why they rolled over. Mm -hmm. So we can't assume it was related to wildlife, but there is a strong correlation when you look at the data, the locations where the other hits are happening. Um, and and it, it does appear that, that maybe some of those could have been related to some of these you know movements. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see with time if we see that eliminate it itself. That would be great if we saw that. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But, you know, there are some other factors on the landscape, such as, you know, mountainous terrain, curvatures, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, that could also be attributing to it. But that's always a concern for us as a DOT is what is causing people to run off the road, swerve, 
um, rollover, which is causing some of these fatalities. Right, and I think anybody that's lived in Nevada long enough and you've driven at night in some of these places, just Nevada being mostly open range or little to no fencing, wildlife or animals in general on the roadway is not that uncommon. No, cattle, horses. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, anything I was going to say, I mean, it's either way we're eliminating one more hazard or danger or whatever however you want to phrase it out there yeah well and i i want to thank nova for you know continuing her career in helping us and helping end up making the roadways more safely but i really think we started a lot of synergy and interest westwide because if you talk to any biologist governor director huge huge push right now in migration corridor management, uh, lots of funding available. You know, for us, we were we were pinching pennies, and we got lucky. The, be- the first beginning structures, we were able to take advantage of uh, President Obama's American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. And as long as you had a shovel-ready project, which we did, the engineers had the design, we were able to get... Um, several hundred thousand dollars to help pay for the initial overpasses and underpasses. And then we also took funding in from uh, the Nevada Wildlife Record Book. Uh, They were instrumental in helping us uh, do the fencing and other work and uh, our own uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service federal aid grant contributed. Our wildlife heritage grant contributed to the initial efforts. So A lot of players and pots of money were used. I want to get into that a little bit more after the break, but we are times already up for the first half of the show. So, yeah, we will be right back after this short break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we're talking about wildlife crossings on the roadways. And right before the break, Mike, you were talking about the funding for these projects, because these are major projects, and it sounds like Funding comes from a lot of different sources, a lot of different... We get a lot of help on this. You know, at the very beginning, we didn't have a single pot. And so we were reaching out to several um, potential donors. One of the others, big pots of money that I didn't speak about earlier was the Question Bond, Question One Bond Fund, uh, which has been available off and on for quite a, quite a bit of years through the state legislature. Right. And a lot of state agencies get to utilize the results of those bonds. And so we actually had a half a million dollars from that initially. Um, Again, the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, Nevada Wildlife Record Book, um, our own federal aid, uh, wildlife restoration dollars from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. But as we got smarter, and then we also did use a fair amount of Federal Highway Administration safety funds. And so I think... I'm going to leave it off to Nova to talk about the last four or five years funding. Where's that been coming from? 
Yeah, so the majority of our funding comes from Federal Highways Administration, and we pull it from different pots depending on um, what those pots are assigned to. So each pot of money has, you know, very specific details that it can or cannot be used for. Um, and it's hard to pull everything from one specific specific pot of money. So um, we'll look at safety funds, we'll look at bridge and transportation funds and, and maintenance. I mean, it just really depends. And that is not something I really specialize in. We have some dynamic team members that deal with all the funding components. And they come to me and say, we can make it work or we cannot make it work. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wish we could have them here to speak a little bit more to that. But for the most part, it is Federal Highways Administration. And so we have to come up with a, a state match. So typically, it's an 80 20 split okay so that's how we're that like so for the pqop exactly i was gonna ask projects the those were primarily the federal highway administration funds and then the 20 percent non-federal match gotcha. right and in the past um it's been a little bit difficult to kind of find some of these funds but now the tr uh, transportation bill that is under consideration right now actually has two separate sections that are in uh, considering wildlife mitigation and crossing specifically. So wow. it'll be really it interesting. It actually line items like yes. wildlife crossing. Who would have thought yeah. that would have happened? Yeah, oh. so yeah, 10 <laughs> years ago, it wasn't even on the plate. You know, we had to scrimp and save. And, and like Mike said, you know, pull together all these pots of money, you know, from various entities. Right. Whereas now the transportation bill is considering this as potential funding directly for wildlife. So it won't be as difficult. I we mean, started the trend here in Nevada. That's right. That's right. We're yeah. rock stars. <laughs> yeah. You guys really are. <laughs> and so is the funding kind of the limiting factor right now? To putting, I mean, we could put these up everywhere. Well, there seems like there's a variety of factors, but funding is the the primary okay. uh, yeah. issue. But um, you know, we also have to look at land ownership and topography, and and the, also the biggest thing that we look at is um, the need across the state for other priorities. You know, we have to prioritize. You know, uh, safety. Um, we could have, although we're having issues on, let's say, Interstate 80 with a pocket of, of animal vehicle collisions, it may not have as much of an issue as, let's say, uh, interstate um, down near Vegas where they're having daily fatalities. So, you know, the department has to prioritize what limited funds they have um, based around the state as well. Right, and we'd rather, well, I'd, I'd say rather, but we've been trying to focus on these big migration routes right. where we get thousands of animals coming across, but we've got highways in almost every place in Nevada that has a few mule deer, will cross the highway to water and then to feed so there's some daily movements but right. it may be just be 50 deer here and there of course we've all everybody probably knows about the bighorn sheep mm -hmm. uh, above walker lake and the wasick range below mount grant some of these don't always aren't always fixable with a crossing um yeah yeah, but you got to go for the low-hanging fruit, which is those large migration herds that are moving across, large number of vehicles going through that area. Yep. yep. Right. And kind of pick those first, right? Highest yep. priority. Yep. And so the the success you guys have had in northern Nevada has spread now. So we're going south. Boulder That's City Bypass. Right. 
Yeah, we were able to integrate several crossings into Boulder City Bypass. We did one big overpass and several large bridge um, underpasses. And the initial research results um, were work, uh, are pretty positive. I'm not supposed to say too much about that yet, uh, but that's under Arizona Game and Fish. We were able to contract them out to really monitor those structures for us. So that'll be exciting when that's actually released. Nice. But yeah, we that's feel great. that there was a lot of input up front with us and uh, Arizona Game and Fish and Federal Highways to put those where they needed. So I think we're going to see su big success. So we have, so that's Boulder City. With Bighorn Sheep. Okay, so that's Bighorn Sheep. And then um, don't we have one on State Route 160 or some, not one, but we yeah. have wildlife crossings. Yeah, so State Route 160 is a road between Vegas and Pahrump, and they're actually widening that road from a two-lane roadway to four lanes. And so during that process, we had discussions with Department of Wildlife, and um, they've got elk, bighorn sheep, and mule deer in that area. Um, so we were able to... Um, add in an underpass at that location as well as some fencing and so it's actually one of our largest underpasses aside from big open span bridges um, so it'll be really neat to see that one completed and, and trying to monitor the successes as, uh, of that structure as well so right. that one's still in the works then it is so it's slated for finalization next year so okay. 2020 great and then, so the ones in Elko, are those all overpasses or are some of them underpasses? Both. Um, they're both. They're both. They're a con they're co uh, combination of over and under. Depending okay. on the terrain and the mm -hmm. probably the number of animals. And they're interesting when you look at them. It, you kind of just want to, like, they're covered in vegetation so that the wildlife just wants to go across them naturally. Yeah, the, the goal is to try to make them as natural and appealing as possible. And so we do seeding, but here in Nevada, we're desert. So we're not going to have, gonna yeah, yeah, we're Growth. not going to get a whole right. lot yeah. of vegetation. Like some of the ones up, let's say Canada, Northern Canada and, and Banff National Park, they have some beautiful structures with trees that grow on them. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's a different environment. So here we're happy once after about two to three years, we start to see that, that, uh, growth you know, really okay. come in and, and establish. And and yeah. Yeah. So we'll get the native shrubs and, and, but we do seed everything. And then another thing I'd like to see us do more of, um, we've done it on a couple locations is some um, brush piles, which, um, helps with the little guys that might need to cross the road as well. So mm. they have some cover areas too. to, there's buy. a lot of other things than big Definitely. megafauna that are using those corridors. Yeah. yeah, it gets crazy out there, like little rabbits. Coyotes and, and coyotes rabbits. And anything. I've found snakes and mice and <laughs> kangaroo rats and lizards. And yeah, so there's all sorts of species that are, aside from the big guys, that need a little hand too. Right, just like our water development program. Like every other animal in Nevada, or lots of other wildlife benefit. Bats from and birds. And I mean, they don't want to cross the bees. road either. So yeah. letting them go over the top or underneath. Yeah, we did a PSA uh, a couple years ago. Uh, about the under that's what I'm picturing that's what I wanted to ask it's like one of the culverts <laughs> yeah and it had we got some great video of, of some mule deer going under there and maybe we'll post that this week or something we definitely should yeah revisit that it was a really cool video well there, okay. there's a um, short film that's being produced to try to help uh, display and show people the the construction and then the ultimate benefit Right. Right. Yeah. So we're working in collaboration with Department of Wildlife as well as ARC Solutions to create this um, short film documentary on the whole overall project in Elko County, um, looking at the 
benefits of wildlife crossings to both the uh, public and the wildlife. Um, so that's called Connecting Wild, and that's going to be debuted in September at the International Conference on Ecology and Transportation, oh, and then we'll be lit out shortly after that on our website. That's Very cool. exciting. You'll yeah. definitely want to keep your eye out for that. Good job, yeah. Mike, bringing that up. Yeah, we had some local... <laughs> Uh, cinematographer and yes, and, um, yes, we're very videographer. Do that. Yeah, very excited about his product and uh, some nine caribou productions. Jake Willers and he's done a dynamic job. It's it's pretty pretty amazing. Very yeah, excited. he's pretty awesome. Yeah, we love yep. Jake. And Tim Terrell was did a lot of the video. He's done a lot of the videos you see on our Facebook. Yeah, Tim so shot that talented. video uh, for the PSA with the underpass. So. Got it. Pretty cool. Yeah, and he did the um, video of the time lapse that you'll see yes. in this video, uh, in the short film documentary. Right on. And I think we have those, and I was thinking of posting them, too. Yeah. So just keep it. There's a lot coming your way, people. Right. And keep then, an Mike, you said, pages. you said that, uh, you know, kind of Nevada's been a, a poster child for the West now. You've seen this kind of expand out to other states. and Yeah, I mean, Nova can speak to the engineers, but... We kind of stole the uh, the structure from Banff National Park, and it was it was great back a decade ago to talk to our engineers with DOT here after they spoke with the Canadian engineers. It was really cool to see that collaboration. And I even I took uh, um, a van full of engineers to Wyoming to talk to an engineer that had done a lot of underpasses. And it was just seeing the, the synergy and the collaboration and the knowledge being shared between the engineers. I just, it was awesome. So, but, but yeah, I think we probably were close to having the first overpass built in the United States for wildlife. That's great. And, and yeah. now people are saying, oh, it can be done. And, and it's not as expensive as, as we thought. And you can tack it on with other projects and, yeah, you find great partners and you can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's I such a great idea too. Like I had no idea. The right thing to do. About them. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the benefits far outweigh. Yeah. And, uh, the pros are way more than the cons on these. And it's sure. something that you can do that actually makes a big difference and can almost eliminate the problem completely when you add these types of structures. And so. Um, yeah, you're saving taxpayers dollars, you're saving people's lives, you're helping the wildlife, you know, overall, it's just, uh, it benefits everybody win -win. and it's, yep. it is absolutely a win-win. It yeah. is for sure. I think we're going to have to have you guys back on and we'll do a follow-up maybe once some of these other projects yeah, here going on and we'll give the listeners a little bit more information on. Yeah. For sure. Well, and we'll get, we'll get, uh, Cody Schroeder in here who's been involved with, with this over the last few years. I've been sitting on the sidelines, but. I know he uh, he put threw you under the bus for this <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> he got out of this one, so we'll get him in. The but next it's one, one of the greatest <laughs> things I've been involved with in my career. Wow, I that's know, and you're always. It's so nice to be able to come. To, you always want to talk about it when I come to you with questions about it. That's a big thing to say. Yeah, it's exciting yeah. to be part of the team and see it, you know, grow yeah. and and um, you know, going from just the very first crossing to now Nevada has well over twenty different crossings around the state in just ten years. So. And I love the joint. That's effort. great. Well, I went. I went to a retirement retirement party of Michael Murphy. He was a civil engineer for the Elko office for DOT and. We just we just became friends um, from this project and others like Kevin Lee and so many others that we work closely with. And I got to give a shout out to Carrie Hubner, our field biologist out of Elko. And she was involved from the beginning and still is. And her 
passion for these and her knowledge was huge in making making things work well. So big shout out to Carrie. Yeah, Carrie's been huge and still helps me in the field um, every season. So thank you, Carrie. Well, yeah, shout out to great. everyone. <laughs> shout out to you two. And we're out of time. We could just keep talking about this. But thank you both for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.